Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Anthony Heron and Gabe Ramirez. Put that music up, man. We're a different show. There we go. We're a different show here today. Huh. Anthony's doing the robot right now. About to tear the club up in here. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, That's a show. It's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron right here on 670 The Score. And before we get into the trifecta, I got to remind you guys, the two of us, if you want to see us busting out these dance moves in person, you can come hang out with us at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show. Next Tuesday, Anthony and I will be at Emil's Tavern on Center in Gray's Lake, man, 161 Center Street. We're going to be there from 7 to 10. Maybe at 10 o'clock we can get studs to come DJ. Okay. You never know. Has hey! studs never DJ before, though. But we will be there. We're going to be giving away some Bears tickets. And, and, and I know you weren't at the last one. It's actually really mm-hmm. cool. So we give away Bears tickets. But then we also give away an opportunity for you to get on the field next year. Very nice. Yeah, so you have okay. a chance to win both of those. Wait, so, next year? Not this year? Bro, bro, bro. Please. <laughs> I don't mean to nitpick. But. No, no, no. Please don't read the fine print right now. <laughs> I'm trying to sell this. Very. I'm trying to sell this one right Just here. Just to get on the field. You know, you want to get on the field? Regardless of when. Don't ask me when. It's going to be somewhere. It'll probably be Soldier Field. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe li- in Arlington Heights. Likely. It's going to be for a Bears game. That's the most you important know thing. The best part about the whole thing is that you get to hang out with Anthony and I. There you go. That's the cool thing. Uh, so uh, make sure, again, next week, Tuesday, Emil's Tavern on Center, 161 Center Street in Grays Lake, 7 to 10. Come hang out with us for the Miller Lights Top Draft Show. It's Miller time. But now it's trifecta time. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! That's a magic number. Morell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. These are the top three stories in my brain in no particular order. So let's just go ahead and jump into this one. The number of the day is three. So I just like saying this that Ant, and I know it's a few days old. But Justin Fields broke the NFL quarterback rushing record. I don't he know did, if you heard. Man. I don't know if you heard of. I don't know if you heard this driving in your car. But this is an actual thing. This is one highlight that we can actually point to: the fact that Justin Fields broke that NFL quarterback rushing record, 178 yards. Snap is back, looking to throw. Fields jumps up in the pocket. Now he's going to have to keep it himself. He runs. He gets the first down to midfield. Away at the 40. Fields to the 30, to the 20. Can he beat the angle? He does. He finishes in the end zone. Touchdown. 61-yard 
A Sunday stroll for Justin Fields, and the Bears do match fire with fire. They pull closer to the Dolphins on the run by Fields. He's over 100 yards rushing now. Touchdown, Bears. Shout out Jeff Joniak on that one with the call on WBBM. I mean, geez, didn't, if you're not smiling after hearing that, despite the fact that the Bears lost, and what did you think about the pump fake? So this pump fake, a little different than the one last week that kind of helped him turn the corner against the defender. This one, I think he was legitimately looking to throw the football, but you just see that level of awareness where he didn't like what he saw, then immediately went into running back mode, tucked it away, and went to the house. And I love the element of surprise that was even there for Jeff Joniak. Like you hear it in his voice on yeah. the call. Once Justin Fields tucked it and started running, Uh-oh. and then suddenly Joniak went up like a couple of octaves. Like the volume increased. Was like, oh, he turned the green and all this is. <laughs> yeah, man. It's so true. Uh-huh. I think I sounded like that also. <laughs> I was watching the whole thing. But I, I was want- just sitting on my couch and put my hands up. Yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah, it just oh, like I can't. It was cool for me, too, because I. I, I watch on YouTube TV, which is usually like 30 seconds yeah. behind okay, people uh-huh. on Twitter yeah. like that are at the game. So I saw one of the beat writers, I, I think it was Sean Hammond, just tweet Justin Fields. And I was like, oh, God, something's about to happen. <laughs> nah, that's the best because you just don't know what it could be an interception. But if, fortunately, in this situation, it was uh, getting taken to the house. I think house. Justin F. Fields. Yeah. I don't yeah. like that one either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finally, we come to my number two man. His name, number two. Of course, the Chicago Bulls bounce back and take the victory against the Toronto Raptors yesterday. It was a tough one when they were playing in Toronto. You saw Nick Nurse kind of just do his thing and say, all right, we're going to double-team DeMar DeRozan and just let whatever happens happen. Bulls losing that one, 113-104. But then he gets Zach Levine back, and the Bulls take the victory, 111-97 in that one. A little different game. Zach Levine, man, I can't say it enough. He just scores effortlessly. Whether it's the three ball, whether it's driving by a defender, hitting the mid-range, he just looks so good. And I'm so jealous of that because you see all these other guys and he makes it look so easy And when he's doing these kinds of things. And, and you say to yourself, gosh, I just can't wait till he can get back. And yesterday, I had a chance to talk to Cody Westland here on 670 to score. And he was just saying there's no real timetable as to when this, this load management will stop. But you hope it stops soon, Ant. I was talking during the season last year as the the knee concerns were growing for Zach Levine, and I've went through a variety of my own knee surgeries in years past. And how many have you had? Um, I've had four over the years. Four? Yeah. How many on each knee? Uh, two on each knee. Oh wow. Two on each knee, and you know, I I was talking about it through the lens of my experience and why. It concerned me during last season, initially when they were kind of downplaying it. Now, and we'll obviously get to some deeper Bulls discussion later in the show, I do want to put some minds at ease from my experience with, with knee surgeries and recovery and, and what we what we are probably seeing. Not only load management, but just the way that Zach Levine is, is attacking the game in, in a little bit more of a controlled manner. Yeah, well, they were saying, you know, he didn't get an opportunity to take part in five-on-fives a lot. So this is his preseason, so to speak, and his, right. you know, training and warm-up. So, I mean, we'll get to see it, but, but the guy's just – He's unbelievable. Yeah. He's unbelievable. It makes Clearly, the game look easy sometimes. He does. And, and the, the reality is this. With the Bulls, obviously, they're going to be fighting to stay out of that play-in tournament situation. Mm-hmm. You're going to need Zach to be in there. So hopefully some other Bulls can step up in that situation and, and obviously take some of the pressure off of DeMar DeRozan. But that remains to be seen. And we hope the best for Zach and he can get back to full strength as soon as possible. All right, let's go ahead and hit number one, baby. He was number one. This is a selfish number one. 
And it is that teams have emerged as favorites to sign Jose Abreu. Now, me personally, of course, I would love for to have him come back. I've been talking at length that there are a number, I think it's like eight or nine current Major League Baseball players that have deferred money in their contract. And so for me, you know, where most people just think of, you know, Bobby Bonilla and the, the annual memes that come out. But but there's a lot of guys out there, you know, even uh, when you're looking at like Strasburg, uh, you know, there's, again, there's a ton of guys that have money that are, that's deferred right now. And, and I just think, hey, why not have Jose be one of those guys? And I understand there's, you know, a, a ton of DH slash first base guys on the White Sox that, that need to get at bats. And, but I don't know. I just feel like there's somehow some way that they can work that out. But teams that have emerged, obviously, you've heard the Cubs before. People right. saying that, you know, he, the, the Northsiders are looking at them. But the Guardians, okay. team that, you know, likes to, to buy low. You know, and then a guy like Jose Abreu, who they're familiar with, that could be something. They said the Mariners, okay. a team that might be missing a little bit of power uh-huh. in their lineup. The Padres, a team that, geez, they just love getting as many bats as possible. And then the Brewers. That's the team that I could I could totally. That's such a Milwaukee Brewers move <laughs> to go grab to pluck the guy from, from down Chicago. the road. Yeah, uh-huh. You guys, you guys yeah. all know this guy, right? right? Okay, good, good. Then you're not going to be mad at me if I bring him here. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you think about any of those teams? And we're seeing a guy like Jose Abreu in, in one of those jerseys. I know a lot of a lot of Sox fans would be upset about it. Maybe some Cubs fans would feel a certain way about seeing Jose Abreu go to the North Side, but. You know, you're talking about a, a young roster, a lot of guys who are still inexperienced at the major league level. A roster that could use a little bit of extra extra pop, you know, yeah. when it comes down to it. I, I could see Jose Abreu doing some things there, and he wouldn't wouldn't have to move very far, <laughs> wouldn't have to leave the city. And Chicago sports fans in general would, would still be able to enjoy what he's bringing to the table. And, you know, I think the, the amount of suitors he'll have is probably a little bit a little bit down, a little bit different because he's not coming off his his biggest power-generating season. But you did see a stretch there last season where he did get hot. He started to look like the Jose Abreu that we've come to expect in years past. And you got the Anthony Rizzo example of a guy who was banged up and a guy who was maybe getting a little bit longer in the tooth. But then a new place in New York. Make him feel bad good. Bad average still low, but put up nice power numbers. So I don't think Jose Abreu's done yet. Not at all. He had a career high in walks. I think it was, I can't remember the number exactly. But then he also had a career low in home runs, 15 this year. So yeah. who knows? That might not. But, but I will say this. I want, I want my Sox fans out there to text in. 312-644-6767. Which team would you rather have him be on? The Cubs or the Guardians? That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough one. Because yeah. I'm like, damn, do I right. want to see him all the time in the uh-huh. AL Central? Or do I have to want to see him across the street? That's on an the easy one. It's the Cubs. Is it? They're not really? in the same division. Yeah. At least you can at least he'd but still be in town. Cubs, he'd still be in town. We'd have him on the six seventy airwaves. You know it like that. Okay. I'd be okay with that. Three one two six forty four. Sure. I also don't okay, really so. have anything against the Cubs. As, like, as okay. the only time okay. I the only time I don't like the Cubs is when they play the Sox. Fair enough. So, will you be rooting for Jose Abreu if he comes uh, during the Crosstown Classic? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Then he'd be public enemy number one. Okay. All right. There goes your trifecta for the day. Three. That's the magic number. And it is. Gabe Ramirez number. and Anthony Heron here on 670 The Score, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealer. Shout out to everybody listening on the Odyssey app so that that way, you know, you can go inside the house and kind of 
you know, drown out the kids crying in the background and just raise up mm-hmm. the volume on your Odyssey app so you can listen to us. Also, and I always try to shout people out that are listening on H- the HD2 channel, 104.3 right. HD2, you know, just because so, not a lot of people know about that Yeah. One. But, you know, Don't sometimes out there. if you're driving on Lower Wacker, you. Yeah, we'll if, you. if you're driving on Lower Wacker, you can't pick us up on the AM Dow, so you might as well go to 104.3 HD2. So I want that uh, to be out there as well. But You might have to tell me how to get to the HD on my vehicle, two? by the way. Yeah, the, yeah. the HD2. I, I've tried to switch it over at times. I okay. still haven't figured out quite Usually how. Usually there's like an HD button. I don't know. Maybe my of... finger is too thick because I've tried hitting the little <laughs> HD yes. area, the little sure. icon on there. Sure. For some reason, it's just not tapping properly. I'll send you a, a YouTube video. All right. Thank you. <laughs> then you'll be able that. to do that. Uh, but yeah, we are holding you guys down until nine o'clock. Got a really good show for you guys. Going to be talking heavy bears. Get an opportunity to talk some bulls as well and some college football. And mm-hmm. I know you know you obviously get a little bit closer to that than I do, covering a lot of these teams for the Big Ten Network. But you know, I feel I feel well versed in the college sphere you now. Should, man, I talk do. about it every weekend. I out know, there helping folks win money. I, I will say this, and and I made this 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 announcement several times now. If you're not betting on college football, then you're really not gambling, right? Because mm. there's so many games in college football, and all you got to do is pick a couple. You know, whereas in the NFL, you're like, damn, I don't know. Are the Bills going to cover 14 or 11 against the Jets? You know, you, you, you screw yourself in those kinds of things. But with college football, you know, you, you really can point to a couple and say, hey, man, this team is. And I will be honest, studs, you have no. After we film our show on Fridays, Anthony and I, Bears Unleashed, I'm like, first question to ask him. Aunt, where are you going? <laughs> what town are you going to? What two teams are you about to cover? And then, I, then I'll try to subtly throw in a gambling question in there to get some just inside ask information. Him. Just ask him at that point. Like, who you got? <laughs> no, nah, he won't answer. That's not. A, that's, I mean, that's I've, not an Anthony Heron answer. I've, right there. I've gone. I've gone with the over under thing. You know, a couple of times. Like, man, if for whatever reason, if they set that over under, like you know, forty something points, uh, man, this this game's yeah. gonna be in the teens. We've gone down that road a couple of times, but. And yeah. I want some money a couple of times. <laughs> so, you know, I try to use my, my leverage where uh, I can. Uh, uh, shout out to the 815 saying HD2 gang in the house. Uh, 708, Jose to the Cubs would be a better move. Okay. And then uh, another one from the 984, Brave to the Cubs over Cleveland, not even close. Plus the schedule evens out next year. So I don't know, man. I still That's a tough one for me. I got to be honest. That is a tough one for me. Yeah. Because – it's like I have family that loves the Cubs, mm-hmm. so it's like you get to. It's like it's like seeing my ex be with my best friend, you know. <laughs> and then it's like, no, I don't. No, 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 I don't want you to. I don't want you to over there enjoying that. I know all the good things my ex can do, you know. And I don't want you reaping the benefits. But I mean, that. to Studs's point, though, at least on the Cubs, yeah, you see him a handful of times. You know, basically four times during the season, maybe six max. He's in the division. Man, you're going to see him a lot. He's probably going to play big if he's playing against the Sox, too, come up with big hits and just be soul-crushing. So, I don't know. I feel like at and least just, north side of the city. Just, just in general, why would you choose the division rival over the team you play six, ten, six well, that's times why a year? That, that's why it's a difficult decision, Stutz. It's not, that's not, it's not a given that I'm saying the, the Guardians. I'm saying mm-hmm. this is tough for me to decide yeah. who to you know who would I prefer to see. I mean, geez, could you imagine him playing for the Guardians and coming to Chicago and then just – it's ugly. Look, I got right, an ugly yeah, face on right now. It's just yeah, like you a, got the snake face. All right, snake I'm, face right I'm, now. I'm going to change my face For up. For good reason. I'm going to change my face up, and that's when I talk about Justin Fields. Ah. And after this, after the commercial break, we are going to do a segment called Fields versus the Field. 
Huh. Okay. Oh, okay. I put that in the rundown. <laughs> All right. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to compare Justin Fields to some of the young quarterbacks around the league and see what Anthony Heron thinks about the comparisons. And I'm hoping he's saying Justin Fields over everyone, but uh, we, we, we get an opportunity to compare the two. All right. So who are these young quarterbacks we're talking about? And what does Anthony Heron think of Justin Fields compared to them? We'll discuss on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is their to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Anthony Heron and Gabe Ramirez on 670 The School. Well, first we need to address the fact that you're comparing Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen to Justin's running ability. That's the first question. Okay, um, so are you saying that they are nowhere near as good as Justin? Is that what you're saying? Running the ball, creating havoc and scrambling, I don't know. I don't think that's a, that's a question. Now, they definitely do some really good things. They're definitely two good quarterbacks, two really good quarterbacks, especially in Josh Allen. But if we're talking about just strictly – Running quarterback, I think there's probably only one other quarterback in this league that can do what Justin does, if not better. And I feel like that's Lamar Jackson. But anybody else, I feel like there's definitely some levels to it. But like I said, those other guys are still definitely good quarterbacks, just not comparing to Justin in that aspect. Jalen Johnson talking about Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields. I love how I love the emphasis he puts on 
running quarterback? (laughs) 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 I love that. You're like, okay, I know what you're you're doing there, Jalen. But I like it, though. And I do like the comparison, like you said, to Lamar Jackson. And, 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 you know, what what you notice when watching the two run, Lamar is a very, like, he's like, if you're playing Madden, he's the juke stick. You know, he's like, yeah. and and, right. and Justin Fields is like, pick an angle and I'm going to outrun you. There's no mm-hmm. angle of pursuit for me. You're not going to beat me to this spot. I'm going to beat you. Would you agree with that statement that that's the yeah. difference in the running style? Stylistically, very different runners. Um, and, you know, both exceptional straight line speed. But, you know, Justin Fields combines that that straight line speed with like a power and a stride. And, you know, Lamar is... You know, he's just he's got this wiggle to him that that's running back like like in short area quickness and the the ability to elude people. And, you know, Justin is obviously elusive, but in, in a very different way where he can he can plant and cut and reverse field and chew up turf with those long, powerful strides. And Lamar's just different in that regard. So I mean, you know, uh both are just electrifying in the open field, but as far as just pure sort of short area quickness and elusiveness. Lamar's kind of in, in a class of his own in that regard. And it's interesting because when I watch Lamar run, you know, I feel like Justin Fields has shown growth in that area by not taking as many hits. He understands mm. I have to minimize the damage. Whereas when you watch Lamar run, he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to go off this right shoulder, spin on you, <laughs> juke you, hit you with this other. Like he's not uh-huh. fearful of the contact. And I think he knows that that he can – he can make guys miss and and not necessarily he doesn't take a lot of just pure flush contact because he's so elusive and he, he's able to avoid a lot of big hits even though you know he's he's shown a willingness to like he, he's not a big time slide guy either but he, he doesn't take a whole lot of big hits because he's so he's so slippery it's difficult to get a clean shot on him because of that ability to to really evade contact at the last moment, whereas Justin, he's he's a bigger, thicker guy. And you've seen where when Justin tries that spin move, it looks very different than a Lamar Jackson kind of spin move. He's just he's not as sudden with a lot of his right. short area movements. That was whether it was back in college or we've seen him take some flush hits in the NFL as well. But as his as his awareness continues to increase and his just ability in the open field, because I, I was saying this to to Dan and Lawrence yesterday. You look at at the majority of Justin Fields' highlights, even from Ohio State, right. you're not looking at just – he wasn't running the triple option for Ryan Day. He was running a pocket-based offense where he had – he showed all the ability in the world to extend the play. And, yes, they would move the launch point and do some things like that. But he wasn't running all over the place for the Buckeyes. So, frankly, just he's still – even just learning himself mm. as an open field runner because he's not nearly as experienced at it as Lamar Jackson. He, he is this rare physical marvel with the ability to do that, but it wasn't a huge part of the way he even operated in college in Columbus. You know, he, he could do it when he would get in the open space, he could outrun you. And when an, a teammate would get in the open field, like the way he, we saw him, you know, running down, trying to be a lead blocker at times earlier yeah. this season, he's doing the same stuff at Ohio state. There's a great clip of him when one of his, what was it? One of his running backs, a couple of years, of his first season in Columbus in 2019, I'm forgetting which player it was text line can help me out on it, but it was one of his running backs in Ohio state was out in the open field and against Michigan state, he sprinted by the defensive back, sprinted by his teammate, <laughs> right, and picked right. up a block, you know, 40 or 50 yards That's down the awesome. field because he is just the fastest and, and, you know, one of the most explosive athletes on the field. But he's still figuring out 
what he is as a runner and how to do it more and more effectively. We're seeing him grow even in that regard. There's a lot of ways he's growing as a football player with more repetition at this level. One of them that's underappreciated is the fact that Justin Fields wasn't this guy who was a high-volume runner either in college mm. or in high school. So he's just he's recognizing the level of creativity that can be there in his game. So, I mean, Lamar Jackson's you know, further along just as a professional. He's in, you know, fifth year or whatever in the league at this point. Justin's just in year two. But even comparing them stylistically as runners, they're different. But just in experience as runner, Lamar Jackson has always been an exceptional runner and a volume runner as a quarterback. Justin Fields has never been a true volume runner as a quarterback until the stretch of his career that we're looking at right now. And that's what's cool about Luke Getze and Coach Eberflus creating those design runs because it builds his confidence in those moments. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, he you know it, creating those and that space for him allows him to then say, "Okay, well, I can work on this, or I know what I can do well, or yeah. how I can elude these defenders." And and again, that's what we're going to be talking about right now as we do fields versus the field. We're going to be comparing our quarterback, our Chicago Bear quarterback, Justin Fields, to some of the guys that are around the league that haven't been in in, in the NFL. For quite too long, we put the cap at three years, right? Three years and under. And then that way we're going to discuss and and, and talk about these guys. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Anthony Heron. And before we do that, though, Ant, I wanted to ask you specifically about, I call it the Justin Juke. (laughs) And it is where he he has eyes in the back of his head and he knows the defender's coming and and he lets them get as close to him as possible, <laughs> and then he spins out of the way. Uh-huh. He does it week uh-huh. in and week out. But yeah. I wanted to get your opinion as a as an NFL defensive lineman. Uh-huh. What am I missing? Because I feel like, I don't know, I, I'm a casual fan, right? What do I know? But sure. I, I think to myself, well, aren't the defenses or the defense coordinators at some point putting up on the big screen and saying, guys, he's going to do this. <laughs> Stop running straight at him. <laughs> And and wait for that move, but but I'm assuming it's harder and it's easier said than done, right? Yeah. Because as a defender, like, what's the mindset? Because you know he's going to do it, but you're still trying to sack the quarterback. So what's that like? It's it's really difficult, man. I, I would put it in the, the context that immediately comes to mind is like my, my old defensive line coach with the Lions, a guy named Charles Haley. I, I might have told you this story before where Charles Haley, when he used to play against Barry Sanders years ago when Charles was still playing the game as a defensive end, and Barry Sanders – would be, the, you know, he was probably the most elusive runner in NFL history. And whenever Barry Sanders would run the football in one direction, the way a lot of backside defenders would be coached was just to be patient, to keep your shoulders square, to kind of shuffle down, chatter your feet, and wait for Barry Sanders. So there's like funny <laughs> clips of Barry Sanders running in one direction to the opposite side of the field, and Charles Haley or other backside defenders just chattering their feet, waiting for the cut Not even chasing of Barry them. Sanders. Not even chasing the ball, just waiting to see at some point if he would cut it back in their direction. And it's one thing to kind of coach that, but then you also, at some point, you have to pursue. At some point, you have to see where you feel like the ball carrier is declared and then go try to make a play in that spot. And one of those ways where Justin is becoming more and more comfortable, more and more confident, is just recognize because he's – when, when you scout quarterbacks and you're, you're sort of plotting for how you rush the passer, some guys are, are vertical escape guys where you know they're going to climb the pocket forward as the, you know, when they take their drop, take the snap from center, like where you, see the, you back. see the offensive line kind of open up and then they just exactly. start down the middle. Yeah, okay. there's, there's that arc to the pocket. And a lot of guys, you know, the way you're sort of classically taught or trained as a quarterback is that you're going to climb forward, step forward into the pocket, 
and be ready to deliver a pass. So some guys, whether you're a running quarterback, like Lamar Jackson is more of a vertical escape guy, even though he's climbing vertically with, with the threat of a run and with the ability to run, he's more of a vertical escape guy. Justin's natural re- reflex is to escape laterally. That has to become point. a part of your rush plan. Like you're talking about that that reverse pivot where he just sort of waits till the Justin defender's Juke. there. Hey, Justin the Juke. Justin Juke. Yeah. The Justin Juke. Yes, the technical term would be <laughs> Justin Juke. I'm just talking reverse pivot here to use layman's terms. But when he plants that foot, he feels the defender coming towards his shoulder. He plants, spins out, reverse pivots in either direction, and then extends the play. But he's getting a, a better and better feel for as he does that, getting a little more depth on that maneuver where this like definitely last season and even earlier this year he would try to make that spin or that reverse pivot and he would stay sort of in the same yeah. spot a yeah. little bit more and not gain ground on the spin now you're seeing him go a little bit deeper as he reverse pivots because he's recognizing you know what these defenders are a little bit faster i got to give myself a little bit more mm. space while I spin back away from it, and then eventually, if he's able to get the edge, he may take off and run, or at least it's giving him more time to keep his eyes down make the, the field, to maybe throw the, the football away. Yep. Yes, so he, he's creating more space between himself and the defender. It's a helpless feeling as a defender. <laughs> like Jalen Phillips, number 15 from the Dolphins, who yeah. a lot of those, the mesh point, a lot of the zone read, the RPO moments that Justin Fields was there, or the one where he kind of carries out the fake and kind of leaves that hand out there a little bit longer, and then he eventually threw the touchdown pass to Cole Komet. One, one point of order on that, because I think a lot of folks have kind of you know, taken this, this mindset that the Bears are like running this completely different offense than they were earlier mm-hmm. in the season. But they're not. They, they ran the exact same play early. I think it was the I think it was like the week two game. It wasn't week one against San Francisco. It might have been the week two game against Green Bay. It's it's the same exact fake that Aaron Rodgers has done against the Bears for several seasons now where you hold the football out, but you continue to gain depth in the pocket. And then it's like we're talking about reverse pivot or Justin Juke. Justin did the same play early in the season. He did it more effectively this time because he got additional depth on it. Jalen Phillips, a very athletic, mammoth defender, but very fast. Same guy who blocked the punt, made the inside move on Khalil Herbert. He just bought himself enough time to get away from Jalen Phillips, and then he flips the ball into the flat to Cole Komet, and Cole Komet takes it and runs after the catch. You're helpless as a defender because if you don't guess the proper path, then Justin is going to find a way to create time and either extend the play and run, extend the play and pass, but it's it's a no-man's land as a pass rusher when you have a quarterback with that feel for that that moment of truth where a defender thinks he's got you, yeah. but then it turns out he doesn't got you. Like when I used to chase around Antoine Randall in both high school and college, there were times over and over again where I thought I had him and then I didn't have him. And it's so, so frustrating when you're doing that. Mike Vick was my teammate. I was in Atlanta for a couple of years with Mike Vick. He would do the same type of thing to defenders all the time. He's in the pocket. He he pumped the ball with his left hand, and the defender just hesitates for a moment. The That's next thing needed. you know, there goes Mike Vick just taking off into the open space. It is, is so frustrating. That's tough because it, to hear that, you know, hear you explain it that way, it's even if you guess correctly, mm-hmm. it still doesn't matter. You're still overmatched as an their, athlete. Yeah, because of their athletic abilities. That's interesting. Well, hopefully he can continue to do that. And thank God he's on our team and not, yeah, and not another one. No doubt. All right, Fields. Versus the field. If you guys want to chime in, please, by all means, 312-644-6767. We'd love to hear your opinion as well on the text line. All right, first up, and here's who I got for you. Justin Fields or the guy we just saw, Tua. Ooh. So I don't, I'm not going to sell Tua short here. 
because Tua is in a way looking okay, at. Wait, hold on, wait, wait. Before you continue, right. I can already see where this is going to go. We do this on our show all the time <laughs> on Bears Unleashed. Ant is like the level-headed, like call it like it is, and I'm I'm Captain Context. Every That's single person here, I'm That's like, nah, nah, Tua, nah. So, so, so okay, yes, go ahead. I, I am Captain Context. That that is my thing, man. I try to make sure folks are understanding that uh, I'm not going to have this wild reaction in either direction because you think of the first couple of years Tua talking about Lord was in Miami and the same conversation that was happening the first what couple of months first month okay. and a half of this season around Justin Fields folks are trying to figure out is Fields trash why isn't Fields putting up more yards how come the Bears offense isn't working what's happening with the passing game and all this stuff that same conversation was happening in Miami with Tua talking about lower while they were trying to lose and while he wasn't surrounded by talent so now we see the Dolphins have surrounded Tua with talent this season and he's flourishing in Philadelphia the, the Eagles have never, in over the last couple of decades, gone on like a full tear-down rebuild mode, but first couple of seasons with Jalen Hurts, same type of deal. And we'll get to Jalen Hurts in a moment, of course. But Tua is playing at an exceptional rate. Tua is is in the MVP conversation for the way that oh, he's wow. throwing the football. I mean, we just look at the yards. High completion percentage. Yes, yeah. and just, just orchestrating everything. That's and it's point. why the Bears' defense could not come up with a stop. Now, there were a couple of critical moments late in the game where they did, where Tua just missed throws. Throws that he's capable of making, like throws into the flat to tight ends when he was under a little bit more duress than he was earlier in the game. He'd like to have those throws back, but he's certainly capable of making them. That being said, when we're projecting forward and you're seeing the way that the Bears are, are utilizing the, the skill set of Justin Fields and his game is is beginning to flourish and, and getting a feel for for just the, the whole field at large and where the defenders are and how he can sort of you know relate to where his playmakers are on the field – then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take Justin over over two. Even though two is in a spectacular situation with the Dolphins moving forward. That play caller, those playmakers around him, he's gonna put up big numbers for a long time in the NFL. But give me Justin. Yeah, because if you wonder what Tua would look like on this Bears team with these receivers, right. probably not as good as Justin yeah. is looking has looked in these last couple of games. That's what I'll, now, I'll say Now, that. to be fair, Justin doesn't throw with the same level of accuracy and anticipation that ball. Tua does. The yes. short On the short and intermediate pass. Yeah, because the deep ball, pass. you saw a lot, a lot of Tua's throws end up falling short, or he's yeah. just putting them up there. They're, he's got to get it out early. When Tua gets it out early, he can hit guys right. in stride. When he doesn't get it out early, they have to wait for it. And so that that's where he's like, – you think back to Tua's true freshman season when he ended up getting the nod at halftime over Jalen Hurts in the national championship game. The difference that was made – in the second half of that game versus uh, who was it? Like, this is the, the Georgia defense. We're talking about Georgia, number one in the college football playoff right now. Um, Tua can throw with more anticipation than either Hurts or Fields, and that was the big difference in the second half for Alabama. Those great receivers they had. Tua's always been a guy who can see it, anticipate it, get it out of his hands with accuracy, and the long ball, if he gets it out early, he can hit guys on the money. So he, he does that more effectively than Justin does. So, you know, I would make the case Justin wouldn't be running Miami's offense right. as effectively as Tua is right now either. But, you know, the term system quarterback is kind of overused because you, you need a system that suits your signal caller. Miami's running an offense that really suits Tua that he's executing at a high level. Tua was definitely making some really good intermediate throws that we saw yeah. to Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill on Sunday. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron here on 670. The score, we're in the middle of fields versus the field. I like it. Trying to go ahead and compare them to some of these guys. Mm-hmm. All right, next one I got for you is – Justin Herbert. Whew. Now, now before you – let me go first hey, on this man. one. So I can hey, trash the quarterback hey, real quick. Hey, do it. Yes. Do it. He's throwing for 79,000 yards. Uh-huh. That's what we know. Uh-huh. But what we're seeing from Justin Herbert this year with, with a receiver group that is injured, 
And now he has these, you know, civilian type guys <laughs> and his record is not, you know, necessarily one of a, a high caliber quarterback where you would think, hey, if you're a great quarterback, it just shouldn't matter who you're who you're throwing to. But you see, you see where he's at right now. So I want to say that to you before you go ahead and dissect this one. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But wait, I, I feel you. I feel you. Yay. Um, you know what, man? At the moment. I'm gonna get there to Justin Herbert. Let's go! Oh, oh no, 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 the other Justin. Justin. Okay, the other okay. Justin. Fair enough. The other Justin, man, okay. because there's there is so much that he is exceptional at on the football field. There's a there's a precision and an accuracy to the way he throws the ball. He's even bigger and and you know extremely mobile. He didn't he doesn't have the straight line speed of Justin Fields, right. but very few quarterbacks, if any, do. But when you want to talk about a guy who, you know, his rookie year, he, he wasn't in a great situation as a rookie. He didn't have a great offensive line in front of him. A, a good, certainly a better receiver core than the Bears sure. have access to at the moment. But, you know, I've, I've seen both guys play in person extensively. There are few quarterbacks who, are, who have the all-around traits for just everything you want at the position that match Justin Herbert. I mean, I guess maybe Josh Allen just like just – just all the horsepower you could hope for, the the nuance available in the passing game. And, and frankly, Justin Herbert is, be, is continuing to work on becoming a more and more nuanced passer. But he, he improved at that more quickly in the NFL than I anticipated he would. But essentially the comp I've had is that I, I had a similar concern for both guys. When I evaluated Justin Herbert coming out and when I evaluated Justin Fields coming out, my concern for each guy was both are extremely accurate, intermediate, and deep ball throwers. Justin Herbert has even more horse. He, he's got a bigger arm than Justin Fields. Justin Herbert. Oh, wow. okay. Josh Allen might be the only guy in the NFL with a bigger arm, just pure arm strength, than Justin Herbert. And at his size, is an extremely capable runner. They don't call as many runs for Justin Herbert as Buffalo does for Josh Allen. But there, there are a few guys in the NFL with, with the pure, raw, just horsepower of talent and skill and, and an improved nuance for how you pass at the position as Justin Herbert. So I, I don't say this lightly, but I will I will give a slight edge to to Justin Herbert over Justin Fair Fields. enough. I mean, when you're looking at, you know, my my kind of metrics, my variables that I'm looking at when assessing a quarterback, mm. completion percentage, he's consistently been at 66%, which you know that's important to me. Yeah, and, yeah. and obviously his touchdown to interception ratio been consistent. First year in the league, 31 tutties, 10 interceptions. Second year, 38 tutties, 15. Right now, he's at 13 and 5. So, you know, that's what you're really looking at. And obviously the amount of yards that he's putting up because of the arm strength mm -hmm. that exists. And then yards per game. I mean, he's hovering over 280 right now. That's impressive. I will, I'll say this, man. By by comparison of the two, because it, and we all we're we're seeing the the rareness of the physical traits of Justin Fields. Obviously, we, we can carry this discussion over in the next segment or a couple segments here too. But we see the rareness of the physical traits that Justin Fields brings to the table. So it's saying a lot for me to 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 quantify that Justin Herbert is even beyond Justin Fields. Just all the raw physical attributes, passer and runner. I would say edge to Justin Herbert. The intangible, though, which is key at the quarterback position, I would say just as a as a sheer force of will type competitor, edge to Justin Fields. Now I'm, you know, I'm wanting to wait and see because I do want to see the the execution of the position continue to improve, mm -hmm. which I believe it will. Like I've been telling you since last season about Justin Fields, that will definitely continue to improve, and even within this season, before. Touchdowns were being scored. I've been telling folks since the Giants game, back in whatever that was, week four or five or whatever, 
Justin Fields was already getting better at just the the anticipation, the nuance, the decisiveness of the position. But the the for just simply the the dog that you want from a quarterback, Justin Fields is beyond that. And that he's beyond Justin Herbert in that regard. So I mean, I'm for now, I'll I'll, I'll say slight edge Justin Herbert taking all the factors right. into account, but it's not by a wide margin because intangibly I, I would I would go edge Justin Fields in that regard. Yeah, he still haven't seen well, we still don't know what Justin Fields' ceiling is. We've seen him grow, mm-hmm. but we don't know what that is or what that can be. And obviously we're all anticipating and trying to find out what that looks like. All right, we will discuss one more situation, and that is Everyone that can be available in the upcoming draft. Who, who does Anthony Heron think will be the better mm-hmm. choice there? Justin Field or the Fields? We'll discuss that. And let's not forget, the Bears lost on Sunday, so we still have to talk about some of the ugly that happened. We'll do that on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. No, I just wanted him to stop scrambling. And it was pretty irritating because he didn't listen at all. He didn't take the coaching and, yeah, it was Justin's really starting to get a feel for when he can utilize his full scale of gifts and he's making plays more and more and becoming more and more difficult to defend. So at that stage of the game, I figured no one had asked him to stop it. So, you know, I gave that a try. I think other coaches can learn from my experience that he does not listen, so rely on other tactics. <laughs> If he ever fails as a head coach in the National Football League, I'm sure you can find some some sort of comedy yeah. angle somewhere. Uh, Mike McDaniel, head coach of the Miami Dolphins right there. there. It's yeah. pretty good. He's a funny dude. <laughs> of course, he's talking about Justin Fields and his dominance uh, uh, running on Sunday. Just obviously, it was just so impressive and so great to watch. And that's why we decided to do this segment, Fields versus the Field. And we've discussed... Tua Tagovailoa, we've discussed uh, Justin Herbert. And now, finally, we get to wrap this up by discussing what some were considering just a couple of weeks ago, and that is any quarterback that was coming out this year <laughs> over Justin Fields. But I think I think we've laid that discussion to rest. But I think the question Certainly still remains. So. Yeah, exactly, because mm. there's a, this is Chicago, so there's haters right. everywhere. Right. So I, I then asked the question to you, Anthony Heron. Fields versus the entire college football field of quarterbacks, which people are saying is one of the better ones in, in recent memory. So, so what, what, what do you say to that? Uh, it's from what I've evaluated so far, it's definitely an impressive crop, you know, like uh, Bryce young from Alabama. He's kind of, he's kind of like a souped up Tua, where he, he, you know, like Tua's mobile, but he's not, you know, the, the rare specimen of mobility like a Bryce young is, but both are a little more diminutive in stature at quarterback. And, yeah, both can go off script, and Bryce Young is like this improvisational wizard at times. Does it? Does he execute the position as well, like on time and in rhythm as you'd like? Well, he's, he's a college quarterback, so not always. But he's got a bigger arm than Tua. He's certainly more mobile than Tua, that sort of thing. But by comparison to Bryce Young, I would say Justin Fields. I, I certainly have no interest in in the Bears drafting a Bryce Young over what the future holds, in my opinion, for Justin Fields. Will Levis. How are people talking about him? Folks are really excited about him because he's he's another one of these guys. Like I was describing the raw physical traits of Justin Herbert or Josh Allen. He's not he's not in their league physically, but he is a really big guy that's very mobile. But but is he like a Trey Lance kind of a dude where it's like people look at him and they're like, oh, you got all the you got all the the the, 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 the measurables, yeah. But then 
you put him up against some NFL type defense, and he's not going to necessarily I, be the same way. I'm not nearly as high on Will Levis okay. yet as as a lot of other folks. You know, like Will Levis, he couldn't beat out Sean Clifford at Penn State, and you know. Penn State fans are trying to run Sean Clifford out of State College right now. They, they can't wait for him to be gone. He's still winning games, and they can't wait for him to be gone because he's this sleight-of-build guy who's always hurt, throws interceptions. But, you know, Will Levis has done a nice job at Kentucky. He's a good college quarterback. He may develop into a quality NFL quarterback. He's going to be a first-round pick based off all his physical traits. But is he a guy that can come in and immediately be a difference maker as a quarterback in the NFL? I don't think so. I mean, he's a, he's a quality developmental prospect. But I, I wouldn't put him beyond okay. Justin Fields. C.J. Stroud? C.J. Stroud, I like him. He's And he's playing his best football this season. Now, Chicago area fans got to see this past weekend that, you know, playing in inclement weather against Northwestern in just howling wind. I mean, it was it was tough for any – like the game I called even, Maryland versus Wisconsin. I was over in Madison. It was awful conditions for either team to throw the <laughs> right. ball there. So it was rough, but you saw a little bit of that. Those struggles show up for, for C.J. Stroud as a California kid and just trying to figure out how do I, how do I pass the ball in these elements? Eh, not so good. Run. <laughs> yeah. And he took off and ran. It's the first time in his career. He ran for more yards than he threw for. So, you know, I would say in Ryan Day's offense, you've seen that Ryan Day as a play caller, he has been able to, to kind of manipulate the system that he runs a little bit to suit each quarterback that he's kind of had in the time that he's been there in Columbus. But yeah, I would say as a, as an anticipatory thrower, his accuracy at this point, I would say just a pure passer, I would say C.J. Stroud is maybe further along in his development right now, year two in hmm. Ryan Day's system. He doesn't have the pure arm strength of Justin Fields. He doesn't throw the football with as much accuracy and power as Justin Fields did at this point in his development. But as far as just being able to sort of rhythmically throw guys open – and the, the purity of, of you know, because Justin Fields had plenty of talent around him at receiver, just like C.J. Stroud does right now. But there's, a, there's an artistry and a beauty to the way C.J. Stroud throws the ball, a finesse to the way Stroud throws the ball that goes beyond where Fields was at at this point in his development. That being said, where you're just like, all right, let, let me figure out how do, I, how do I win games with this guy at QB, I would still I would take the future of Justin Fields over C.J. Stroud because – you know, at, at certain points, you're going to have defenses shut down your ability to do certain elements. You know, you can't defend every blade of grass. So let's figure out, let's make the guy do the hardest thing on the field. And, you know, if it's, all right, you can't throw the deep ball, C.J. Stroud. We're going to force you to get out of rhythm and off time. Can you extend the play? There's elements of that that C.J. Stroud just isn't going to be as effective at as Justin Fields. So I, I would take Justin Fields over C.J. Stroud. All right, well, I won't get into the – Hendon Hookers, the Sets and Bennett's, and the, yeah. you know, we won't get yeah. in Michael Penix. We won't get into those guys because uh-huh. we'll right. just assume that the answer is Justin Fields. Justin on those Fields as over well. any of those guys. Any of yes. Yes. All right. So that was a very great exercise. At, I think there's, and gentlemen. A, there's a discussion to be had about a couple of those guys. I think Bryce Young is going to be exceptional as a pro. I think CJ Stroud is probably going to be be really good as a pro as well. I'm, I'm hiring both those guys than I am Will Levis, but I, I would take Justin Fields over anybody in this draft class. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, because obviously, you know, every year you're going to have a quarterback that is going to excel and yeah. do well. And but but again, you you also have to take into consideration the development for that particular quarterback. How mm-hmm. long is that going to take? And if you got a guy like Justin Fields where he's at right now and we're seeing the progression right now in the present, then you have to say to yourself, yeah, this feels good 
And and that's what we've been waiting for. And I've said this to you several times over. Like, I just want a game or two that I can point to. Right? I want to cheer for the guy as much as possible. Damn, You've been waiting, man. I, You've been waiting. Man, Give me I've some numbers, waiting, man. Let's put up some real numbers yeah. here. Gabe has been waiting for this moment. Because it's reality, finally arrived. Because the reality is, I mean, it, it, let's just say, I mean, there's still a lot of games left in the season. And he's going to have a, a couple of, you know, S storms out there. I'm sure it's going to happen to throw some interceptions and people are going to come back down on them. Mm -hmm. But again, you at least get to point to, you know, the Miami game. You get to point to the New England game and say, hey, no, no, no. This dude is the truth and we just got to put some more guys around him, continue to build this team. And that's exactly what Ryan Poles is trying to do. And we get an opportunity to talk about what Ryan Poles is trying to do with our guy Josh Schrock from NBC Sports Chicago. He is going to be joining us next and I'm going to ask him that very same question. Does he feel like Justin Fields is the quarterback of the future for the Chicago Bears? We'll ask him that question and much more on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez and Anthony Heron right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.